Welcome to the Short Rod Show. You're talking with Ben. And you got Brett. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Season 3, Episode 2. Cranking out episodes every week here, all through the ice season. Yep. Uh, in at least the Iowa ice you can, belt. You can find us Sundays at 9 o'clock. Yes. We'll on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, and Podbean. And everywhere else. I was going to say, all over the internet. Yeah, all over the... I've thought about... <laughs> I got a notification over the summer that Facebook offers... Yeah. You can put podcasts on Facebook, but I don't know, man. You never know what Facebook steals. I don't know if I want to do that or not. <laughs> we don't want to give away everything. <laughs> no. Yep. Mark Zuckerberg creeps me out, so I don't think I want to put it on there. There you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So what are we chatting about today, Brett? Um, today we're going to touch uh, a little bit here first thing, uh, just dropping out the new episode, some of our new announcements from last from the last episode, just how some of that went here as we dropped all that out yeah. on Facebook. Um, also... We got out on the boat uh, on Saturday. Saturday, yep. yep. Yeah, so just talking about, you know, getting out early and checking out, finding some new spots to check out early ice. Because a lot of times the water temperature is, what, 45 degrees, 47. Mm-hmm. Uh, those fish are really starting to kind of stage up, and you can expect to start to find those fish in the same spots uh, yeah, for early ice. Although we probably still have another month and a half yet. But Yeah, um, we're basically just trying to get out and enjoy it while you can yes when there's good weather yep and it's not necessarily finding fish you know i want to go out and find i got an, a when i'm over them on the boat you got a lot better chance to find those cribs and that sort of stuff but yep we'll talk about that a little bit and go more in depth but then also reeds um so early season i like everybody's thinking gear what do i need what do i gotta get set up gotta go especially this season absolutely um with shortages i mean i i freaking still walk down uh like fleet farm yeah. and half the shelves are empty and i'm like my God, the season just started. Yeah. Like, and and like, forget about up. trying to find any kind of ammo. Yeah, for but I'm, hunting stuff. Yeah. But I mean, that's the most obvious. Like, that's been gone for See, months there's, and yeah, months and but years. You're, you're, it's your own fault for not hoarding it early. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. your own fault. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll chat about all that um, on this episode. But yeah, I've been really uh, getting a lot of interaction on the Facebook giveaway. If you guys haven't seen that. Yep. That's uh, Brett's mastermind. He's really working that. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, I thought, <laughs> I, well, I really thought that the the idea of having like the three ways to enter was kind of a good way to get people kind of excited. You know, you don't have to just like and share and comment. And, you know, if you want to, you yeah. can just go follow our, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want to, you can just follow us or whatever. But yep. um, a pile of people entered. Pretty excited about it. Yeah. So go go over on our Facebook page and click on the, um, click on that post comment with your what your your jacket uh, jacket size yep uh so you know what we're dealing with and then go over follow the uh, isoholics page yep uh join i think is what my terminology was off i was corrected so you you want to join join isoholics i like it because jesse has to say you can be a part of us yeah so um that sounds awesome and yeah i'm that was the big that's the biggest thing i'm super excited about is just having the opportunity to i mean jesse's in ontario uh, however far away from us that is, and just being able to connect with the with with those folks in that group, and um, that's a sick reel. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That trick shot. I think that's what it's called. Trick shop. Trick shop. Yep. yep. Bl- uh, red and black. Yeah. Uh, free fall. Black Betty. Yeah. Um. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the free falls, but I'd put that on a rod. You'd fish with it. Oh, I would it's fish not with a schoolie, that. but you'd yeah, fish yeah, yeah, with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'd make sure I was around a bunch of people. <laughs> show off a little bit peel it out of its yeah. gold coated it's the same reason case. anybody buys that neon green pickle stick you just want people to see it is all <laughs> absolutely just really want to show it off now it's, yep. it's a cool giveaway and uh clam 
clam jacket, ice armor, solid. Yeah, it's a staple of the can't go wrong of the ice fishing arsenal. Yep. So yep. that should go to someone who's wearing a Carhartt coat or an old ratty or no coat or no coat. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be a huge step. Up. Or anyone, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyone. So anyone can enter. Just go over, follow our follow our page, comment on a on that post. Yeah, uh, with your all the rules size. are written out yeah. on there. Um, go read it. So next week is when we're going to announce the winner. We're going to have Jesse on next week. Oh, my Already. gosh. It's coming up quick, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Yep. So, yeah, excited to have Jesse on the show. That'll be cool. Yeah, my goal really for that was just to get it out before Black Friday. Yeah. If you're still looking for deals, if you want to do something like that, I want to. the winner knows what they got before Black Friday so they don't go out and buy yep. a jacket already. Or if you're looking to shop around, so yeah, thought maybe absolutely. maybe that'd work out well. That'd be cool. Good deal. Um, but yeah, a lot of support on our Facebook page that, that just really helps our, our podcast, oh, yeah. you know, get, get known, uh, around the internet, have people find us. We hear about that every day yep. of new people finding us. And just when you think you're getting, you know, a wider reach, we find even more people that haven't heard about us. Yeah. So there's always more work to be done. Uh, just really cool growing the, growing the podcast and getting more people to know. It's about almost like show. somehow every once in a while you just infiltrate a new circle of people. Yeah. Like. Someone in that circle just finds out about us, and then boom, we have like fifty new followers. Yeah, and then it'll be a while, be a while, and boom, a whole bunch more. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of interesting, and, it, and it's really cool. Our goal is to get some good info out for you guys early ice, yeah, pre ice while you're sitting around, you know, kind of the in between time. Guys are out hunting; they're out, you know, yep, uh, messing around with leaves and stuff. A lot of time to think about ice fishing while you're sitting in the deer yeah, stand. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. But yeah, so we were out on Saturday. Wanted to get the boat taken out um head over do some scanning on some of our favorite spots check out has some cribs marked yep uh which is pretty cool when you have access to that that was that's that was super slick well on the garmin yeah and and the real key with the garmin and any any uh gps unit that you're using to do that is that you can mark those points uh yeah and then you can take those back and reuse those ice fishing yep and Um, and a lot of those just came straight off the dnr site like what we talked about, uh, it's that first season, I think. Yeah, but those, I mean, they're not dead on. No, they're not. They're not nearly as accurate as what you need them to be to be. There's yep. been some drift over the years on yep. where. But you can fine-tune that. That's yeah. the best part. Going out, you know, being a lot more mobile in your boat, going out scanning. Yep. Marking exactly, which we need to figure out how to do that on a Garmin. Actually mark off of a uh, side view image. Mark that point yeah, right just, on a brush. We pile. just need to figure out how to use it. I don't yeah, know. I know there's I a way to do that. that. I know I'm a hummingbird. I just scroll over and I can mark right where it's at. Yeah, but we're just dropping. We're dropping points like crazy. And yeah, and you're 50 feet off the point. Yeah, it's like uh, shoot. that you want. Yeah, and with that side imaging, what's real nice and what I've done with my hummingbird before is so say I'll I'll scan a crib, and I can pause that image, and then I can mark a point on all four corners of that crib. Oh, okay. Four and, four points. Well, that's what I told you. I've got like a thousand freaking no, points a, on my. No, that's how I end up that's with that good, many. That's on a good idea because then you know exactly where it's lined up. You know yeah. the parameters of that. So yeah. say you're not catching something on the corner, you want to catch something on the side, or you want to go on the inside of that crib or brush piles. One thing that would be real handy if I could, and I just got to go in and edit it, is, is to know how tall that brush pile is. Um, if I could mark that in my point. So say I'm in 15 foot of water, but yep. that brush pile comes up six feet. And, I mean, I'm already marking kind of the perimeter of the brush piles just to know how tall it is. Um, See, I I think it would be real worthwhile. Maybe next year we do this, but we just get, like, two or three guys on a boat, 
and we go through. One guy is just driving the boat. The other guy is just running the Garmin and marking spots, and then somebody else on an app, active captain app editing all those as you go. Sure. Where you like add a, drop a point, okay, then somebody goes on their phone and syncs it or has it synced, mm-hmm. and then they can go back and go brush pile, you know, big sticks, little sticks. Yeah, the density of that high, brush pile. Yeah, this yep. is, you know, the honey hole, or you name it, something, yep. That's something like that. That's a big deal is the density of the brush pile. Yeah, that would be um, cool. Yeah. And then we could sell it to people. Or like if it's a, <laughs> a lot of times what the Iowa DNR will do is it'll be like big old cedar trees that they'll drop down there. Yep. And so you'll have one end where it'll be just the stump, and then you'll have a big dense piece, and then it tapers off to a point oh, or gotcha. less dense. Just a sideways cedar tree. Yeah, yeah, where you want that dense part. That's where a lot of the fish are sitting. Or some of sometimes you'll find uh, you'll find them sitting off the stump. Yep. But I think that would be slick. Have three guys doing it and just going to town, actually getting the notes in there. Because I know you can edit those yep. points, make notes. That's what would be really useful. Yep. Um, and, and then – I wouldn't say that it'd be terribly useful while you're on the ice. What it is, it's nice is when you're pre-scouting to think about, mm-hmm. well, where do I want to go today? What do I want to do tomorrow? Yep. Or that sort of deal. Uh, yeah. It really helps you kind of speed up the process and where to start and what you want to look at. Yeah, and that's that's a really cool opportunity for lakes that, uh, you know, like I said, don't move very much. Not We're not talking like rivers and backwaters and stuff, but yeah, stuff yeah. that's just, Water that lake's going to have, yeah, it's going to have yeah. the same kind of structure uh, for a long time. Yep. And then you could take that ice fishing and then also add in that data of your fishing activity on those points. Yep. And go, all right, brush pile 42. Nah, hadn't seen anything on it all year. You know, I checked it a couple times or whatever. Yeah, dead point. Yep. Brush pile 43, though. Dead on at 5 o'clock. Yep. 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 Or at least the decoy crappie. Or I've had it where you'll you'll see some of those points where you you know, maybe the fish don't necessarily stack up inside that brush pile. They're stacked up on top of it or off to the side. But then there's other, and I don't know why, the science behind it or whatever they're doing, but some of them, those fish will stack up inside that brush pile. And you got to drop your lure in that brush pile yeah. to get them out. That's musky mode. And then other ones, they'll just, <laughs> other fish will just hang out to the side. They won't even be inside of it. Yeah. I'm sure it has something to do with the density and the type of brush it is. Or I was whatever, thinking just straight but, predators. If there's predators around, they're just going to be in tight. Yeah. Just going to be looking out for each other. Maybe. I don't know. But you get the brush piles, but then you also got rock. Uh, that's always just a go-to. Yeah, uh, transitions too. I, I would pick up more rock piles more in the mornings and the evenings um, is when I would try to more target rock piles yep. usually. But um, Yeah, we've had some good luck on those. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And but, then, yeah, those sand to mud transitions, mud yep. to sand transitions. And they're, little. again, they're really easy to see in the boat. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and like gravel, gravel piles, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You're not, you're not, when you say rock pile, yeah, that's, I think that's like, what I mean. no, no, like a big boulders. No. Yeah. <clears throat> you're basically just talking some pea gravel, some river rock gravel, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. Yep. Um, and really what I'd look for in the boat still, I mean, I'm still thinking solely boat before I think ice fishing is. So you mentioned like a sand to mud transition or your gravel, gravel piles is I want something that I want all three of those things coming together. So like we pointed out that point when we were out fishing, yep. Um, we're we're it's a little bit of a offshore, uh, like a kind of a little point, two little humps, and then there's a saddle in between. Oh yeah. And then the DNR have dropped rock pile right on top, right in that saddle, and that is a money spot. Not ice fishing though. Open water, it's been good to us. Ice fishing, I haven't caught nothing on it. I don't think it's deep enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and by the time you add a foot of ice on that, there's not yeah. enough water to. 
Yeah. It kind of squeezes the fish around yep. other places, keeps them but away. It's those types of examples where you have multiple, mm-hmm. you have your natural structure, then you yep. have some artificial structure that's been dropped out there as well that really brings, that makes it the spot on the spot sort of thing. Yep. Um, and like you had mentioned for that other spot you're fishing, and you could break that down a little bit uh, where we went and cane pulled. Yep. Uh, just talk yeah. about the spot a little bit on why you think that that's a spot on the spot sort of thing. Well, so I don't know. I don't know anymore because we really didn't catch anything. That's no, the problem. If I was hitting bottom, I wasn't catching fish. But if I moved over far enough where it was deep enough True. that I couldn't hit bottom, yep, that's when the fish would bite. You were getting bites, yeah. But eh, I don't know if we really found a pattern. But that kind of that spot was that was a good spot because of just the the different structure around it. I mean, it's it's it was hard to get the boat. In well, the what right was spot. that structure? I it, it was just brush piles. No, you had depth changes. Oh, the oh that uh, that other spot. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, the that spot. Yeah, talk so about that. That that spot. <laughs> that was a very high producing spot in the spring in the like midsummer. Yep. Uh, and then I hadn't really fished it because it gets fished a lot. Hard and like it's a community spot. Yeah, and t- we need to touch on boat etiquette too because that was men was not <laughs> that was very crazy. Um, I wasn't the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wouldn't um, i was i wouldn't have done i wouldn't have pulled up that so close to the other boats. so that spot i mean that was a huge there's just there's a lot of transition points all coming together it's like it's kind of like something for everybody it's like a little fish carnival there yep they got every kind of different structure you can get is in a small condensed area so when you're just tooling around in your boat and you're trying to find the spot on the spot there's opportunity there, there. yep because yep. it comes up you got a little point coming off ground off the land mm-hmm uh, and then there's a steep break. Yep. And then there's also there's a steep break and it levels off and then it also drops again into the river into the creek channel. Yep. And then there's also brush easy piles out there. Easy access for predators, easy access for things shooting by. Yep. And fish can also hide along in the kind of underwater hills and yep. transition. And then points. there's also a brush pile or two over there. Yep. Um, and you could definitely tell there's some guys that when we pulled up there they were fishing the brush pile. We weren't fishing the brush pile, I don't think. Yeah. We were fishing more of the depth. And it was interesting. So fishing with that cane pole, what do you got? 12 feet of line on there something like that it was only like eight, eight i think i line. started with like because i actually you cut off i did a little cane pole research and i was trying to figure out like okay how do you how do you rig this up yep. and they they said to use you know like one and a half times your your pole length okay or something or one yeah maybe it's one time but <laughs> I should yeah, look it up I again that. but yeah. i think i did tie it at 12 13 foot okay and then I think I broke off a couple times, so it, then it's gotten shorter. Then it's gotten shorter, yeah. so now it's like eight feet, and yeah. that's it's a it's a I think it's a uh, it's a Shakespeare wonder pole. Yep. So it's a that thing was legit. It's a thirteen foot fiberglass extendable cane pole. Yep. Um, but it's super basic. It's got a little just, eyelet at the end, and you tie your line to that. Yep. And then you got however much line you tied on originally. Yep. And that's how you fish it. So yep. in your case, yeah, it probably wasn't getting down quite. Well, that was the, in, that's in what some I meant. Spots, yeah. uh, if I was shallow enough where I could hit bottom with the, because mm-hmm. we were running more like a drop shot type deal off the end of that cane pole. Yep. Um, if it was shallow enough where I was at dropping and I could hit bottom, I wasn't getting bites. Yeah. Wasn't getting nothing. But if I moved over three feet to a more of a, a little bit more depth yeah. and then I couldn't hit bottom quite yet, then I, th- that's where I'd get bites. Now they were dinks. Uh, there yeah. wasn't, we didn't catch anything, but yeah. Uh, it just kind of goes to highlight a little bit of that spot on the spot sort of deal. Yeah. So the the other rod that I had was a HT Enterprises 
and I can't remember what that one's called. Uh, but anyway, it's a it's an extendable cane cane pole. It's only like ten foot, but it had a reel on the back, so you could yeah. you could have it feeds line all the way through the pole through the center and then comes out. So you can set that up. That's a lot more ver- versatile there, yeah. but definitely not as good action as that thirteen footer. No, that, that thing one was, was just. Oh I mean, you'd bend it in half just to set the hook in, on nothing. Oh yeah, yeah, that was yeah. cool. That was interesting. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So yeah, if you guys haven't cane pole fished. I had go out and That's try. That's the first it. time I've ever had a cane pole. In my it, hand. It's fun when you get it set up right, and yep. you're on a decent bite. I but. mean, it's really kind of you know the open water fishing version of ice fishing mm-hmm. sort of deal. Exactly. Yep. That's the long rod. Edition. And especially out where we were fishing, getting your lure away from the boat's important because that boat definitely spooks fish. Oh yeah. I don't care what depth you're in. Yep. It's definitely yeah, and you fish. can see that on the sonar. Yep. Be, You'd pull up, and there'd be fish everywhere. Then you sit in that spot for more than two minutes, and it's deserted. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But yeah, boating etiquette, seriously. Like we weren't, I was totally comfortable with what we were doing because we were not that close to those guys. Yeah, I bet mean, we were 100. It looked like. I bet we were, yeah, yeah, I guess we were probably 100. They weren't going to cast at us. No, they weren't. Like, you're right. That So that that's my kind of rule. Like, see see how they're fishing. They were all just kind of, looked like they were trolling, but I think they were just. No, they weren't. Yeah, they were just sitting there. It's um, deceiving because they probably just had their eye pilot on spot lock. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so when I went out, I took my son out on Sunday to that same kind of area. Nobody was there. It was just us. And then in like half an hour, like all hell broke loose. Six six boats come rolling in. Guy on a kayak. I nice. mean, he didn't care at all. He just dove, you know, he just dropped. threaded the needle right through all the fish or all the boats yeah. and got to his spot. He which went was to that spot. That spot. That was the spot. That was on the, the spot. spot. That's where the kayaker went. Yep. I'm like, oh. But that's what I mean. That gets spot gets fished hard. It gets fished so hard that yep. you have to be on a very specific spot to even get a bite. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, that's why they call it fishing. Yep. Not just catching. So with that, I'm going to transition a little bit because we talked about, you know, the the main <clears throat> topic of this episode so far is just using open water tactics, using your boat to scout, you know, using all the tools at your disposal for. Uh, Ice fishing. Early ice. Yes. Yep. And I got a little surprise for you. Okay. So, I got to grab that. Okay. Well, you better hurry. We're live. Oh, what's in this? Oh, it's in my cooler. Hey. This is what I'm going to run this year. Oh, you bought a you bought a live scope? You did. I thought you said you weren't going to get it. It's live on air. No, it's not a live scope. Oh, for you guys listening. Not quite. Oh, so you did get the Garmin mounted up. I said that, and you was like, eh, I don't know if you can do it or not. <laughs> it was so hard not to tell you. <laughs> and even like last week, Ooh, I was nice. going to whip it out, and then uh, we didn't talk about gear. So That's legit. Ooh, the Summit. So, yeah. The Summit bag. So what we're looking at, guys, for you guys on the podcast, we have the uh, Summit shuttle. Yeah, which is a three, 3D printed shuttle, it looks like, I believe. Yep, and the Summit bag, the yep. large bag. Amped outdoors battery. Yeah, I just, I just went with the amped. Yeah. I mean, just the amped. I did the 30 amp. Yeah, you got the big sucker. Yeah, nice. so That'll I have my legit. Garmin mounted on the Summit Shuttle, which I read a lot of reviews on it, and it's super solid. I I don't know. Yeah, I've been very they impressed with 3D right. printed stuff. Yeah. I think there was a lot of skepticism at first, but um, it And then I got a little, well. uh, little light job on the bottom. So did you wire you wired up this light stuff by yourself on yourself or did it come with that stuff? That's two USB ports with USB lights. 
Oh, gotcha. So, yeah, charge your phone, run nice. whatever you want. I got the little charger pigtail off the back. Had to do some creative wiring on it, but it turned out. It looks real real slick. Slick, so, yeah. I've, I mean, there's a lot of people that talk that kind of bag on the Garmin uh, shuttles. I don't know. I think it's pretty nice, to be honest with uh, you. The Summit shuttle is. That's my jam there. So that's what I'm going to be running this year. Along with the Markham, we'll see. Yep. We'll see what I like better, but just just having. Oh, the do maps. you want my transducer? Yeah, I do. Yep. That's, that was my way of asking for. Yep. Running the what is that? The GT10. I have no idea. Yeah, it might be. So I need to hook that up yet. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be. It's just gonna be a straight ice fishing machine. Uh, still on the fence about live scope. I don't know this year if I can swing that or not. But I I don't like to go all in yet. So we'll see. Next year's live scope might be better too. They yeah, there might that. be something else know. that comes out. I, I mean, at know. this point, I haven't heard any rumblings really, but yeah, uh, I don't think it'd be a bad way to go. Yeah, hold hold that up so people can see. Well, I got your points on here. I pulled up your map. No, why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna, I don't want to hold it up to the camera. Yeah, we'll hold it over sideways. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll have to uh, blur you, it out later. You got so dang many track lines on here, you can't read what's going on, anyways. Yeah, so I can clear. I can figure all that out. So point number twenty-five. <laughs> oh, that's a DNR point. That's a DNR point. Yeah. So we'll have to. Well, no, I was actually looking up that. the. I was looking at the point you were just talking about to, to double check on the structure and everything that's coming up. So <laughs> there we go. I was, I was wrong. It's not really a point. It's more of kind of. It comes off land, uh, dips down to about six feet, and then there's like a little hump uh, that comes up to about four. And then it drops down to a little flat at about thirteen foot, and then from that flat drops down to. Uh, yep the river channel and it looks like we were kind of sitting right on the edge of the flat that drops into the river channel there we go um and that seemed to be the point on the point yep. where it was was I, I bet what was happening was i'd be on the flat uh with my with my jig cane pulling and i could touch the bottom yep and then as i moved off the edge of that drop fish were sitting right off that drop yeah man we might have to start doing this more often i like having the map uh in the studio here so i could chat yeah. about that so i did run a little uh Runtime test. Okay. And it's not going to be super accurate because. Oh, I bet this thing runs forever. I didn't have the transducer on there. Um, <clears throat> but I was measuring about mm, 0.6 amps running on that thing for a power draw with the brightness cranked all the way up. I mean, everything. Yeah. And it sat there for 60 hours. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't doubt Non stop. Yeah. I mean, uh, with my pan optics running, I could run it just off of a 12 volt for. Or, yeah. Uh, 12 amp hour for 10 hours. So that's a 30 amp hour battery. That's that's the amped outdoors, the regular um, lithium iron phosphate one, not this yeah. fancy 14.8 volt or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the Garmin 73 UHD. I know. I was a little bummed about having to get the amped out. I mean, it's fine battery. Don't get me wrong. Works well. But I really wanted the Norsic battery because it comes with the yeah. USB ports already built in. But they're sold out for basically forever as far yeah. as I can tell. Um, the what other thing with that battery, it sat at 13 volts straight for like 45 hours. I mean, it, it's got a real flat curve. So it sat there and just cooked yeah. at 40 some volt or uh, 13 some volts. So pretty cool. But yeah, the reason I went with this now is because I figure it's going to be tough to get these later. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. I'm going to get one and just uh, kind of on the fence. When did you order this? <clears throat> September. When did you get it? September. Oh, okay. Sweet. Nice. Yeah. Jeez, you kept that from me for that long. <clears throat> yeah. My God. I wouldn't have been able to keep a secret that long. No kidding. 
cool. I was just looking up this. Uh, so the rock piles where we first started, kind of where they were sitting and how they sit. Uh, so if you think of, uh, so there's a little creek channel. It's one arm of the, of the lake we were fishing. It's up an arm, and it's in about 10 feet of water. There's a creek channel that runs yep. through it. Yep. That's... It runs around it. So it's almost, it's not the, it's the, it's on the inside turn of the creek channel. There's a little flat right there that they put. Uh, the rock pile. The rock pile on there. Yep. And it kind of runs, yeah, it's kind of oblong. Yep. I don't know, 50 to 100 foot. So, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be nice having the maps on the water, on the ice this year. Your yep. maps, my maps. <clears throat> Yeah, that's something you never Compare had. points, yeah. Never been out with GPS, so yep. it'll be cool. It's a it that is that's a big deal. Yep. Having GPS out there, just yep. knowing where you're at, where you're going. Man, now you're just gonna play with that all night. I know, I like running. You have to take it home. I know it. I still don't know that <clears throat> I'm in love with You might be able to clamp yours into that. This looks really good that you do the active scan or what it what's it called? Active captain. No, not the active captain, the Oh, you, quick draw. Quick draw. So it's yeah. it's live drawing as you're as your transducer is moving across the lake, yep. it's live picking up the depth and it's recording it. Yep. Uh, I like that a lot, but I'm not sure I'm in love with the Navionics yet. But Yeah, we'll see. Yep. Cool. Well, coming up next after the break, guys, we're going to chat on the uh, Reeds catalog. Yep. Talk through some new gear and play with that some more. Yeah, I'll keep playing with this, see if we can find <laughs> some more spots. All right. Coming up next on <laughs> the Short Rod Show. Ben, where have you been? We've got a short rod show episode to drop here in a half an hour. Ah, shoot. I've been outside blowing snow in my driveway for the last hour. Jeez, give me a break, Brett. Man, you just got to hire that out. I don't know. Like, how would I find someone that could do it? I don't know. I just look up on Google. Yeah, that could work, but how do I know they're any good? All I know is that the best companies use Evergrow Marketing to show up on Google. Yeah, that's a good point. I know Evergrow Marketing is a digital marketing agency that provides straightforward solutions for local service businesses. Yeah, but what does that mean? Well, Brett, it means if your business relies on leads and inquiries from your surrounding area, they'll take care of your website, make sure you're showing up on search engines like Google, and make your phone ring with new business. They've worked with landscaping and lawn care companies, roofing contractors, car dealers, hospitals, banks and credit unions, and more. If you own or work for a business that could use a little help with the digital side of your marketing, check them out over at evergrowmarketing.com. Also, tell them that Ben and Brett over at the Short Rod Show sent you, and they'll knock 10% off your first bill. You know, Brett, I was poking around on Facebook the other day, and I could just not find the Short Rod Show. What's the deal? Oh, you just got to punch us in on Google. What do you mean? We show up on Google already? Oh, yeah. The Evergrow team hooked us up. Holy cow. That's awesome. Yeah. Good deal. I'll try that now. Yeah, right. You just punch in Short Rod Show, and we'll come up on our website, shortrodshow.com. It'll come up on Podbean, Stitcher. Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Awesome. So people can find us all over now. Yeah, all over the internet. That's great. We're also on Instagram, too. I've been trying to keep up with that. Posting some cool pictures. When we're out on the ice, you can check us out there, too. Yeah, sweet updates. Awesome. Check us out, guys. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us through the break. Uh, we were talking a little bit about gear. We got Brett all primed up on the on oh, the yeah. Garmin shuttle game. Yep, yep. Um. Yeah, real excited to run that this year. That'll be pretty cool. Uh, up in the game, not quite live scope, but hey, it'll work pretty well. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll Just having maps, fish. that's yep. going to be a game changer for me. Because yep. like we said before, I have no sense of direction. So yep. And now getting that get. open water unit out on the ice with you will be a big yep. deal. Yep, absolutely. 
So um, wanted to talk through uh, new gear, different kinds of gear, uh, some of the deals going on this year. As you guys know, supply chain stuff is crazy right now. It's hard to get what you want. Yep. Hard to pick it out. Hard to get find stuff in stock um, and so on and so forth. So if you're looking to get something, probably should just get it yeah. when you can. I mean, um, if you see it, if you see it, someone has it in stock, you want it. probably be good to get. Yeah. Um, and looking at, so Reed Sports out of Walker, Minnesota. I like Reed's a lot. Reed's is a cool place. Um, they do a lot for ice fishing specific gear. You know, they come out with their oh, yeah. ice catalog every year. Support your favorite show. Got it pulled up right here. And we're going to just hit some of the highlights on it. This isn't a sales pitch for Reed's. They're not sponsored by Reed's. Just, it's a cool platform to to talk through some of the new gear and the different different types of uh, things going on yep. with ice fishing gear. So uh, right off the back, right off the bat, bat, bat. oh my gosh, yep. right off the bat, their starter packs uh, are kind of cool, small, medium, and large I ice like fishing they, I like packs. what they've done with that bundle. That's kind of a slick deal. Yeah, uh, so the small starter pack is a Eskimo Quick Fish 2 hub. Yep. Okay, basic hub. Uh, Eight-inch hand auger. That'd be pretty rough there in Walker, <clears throat> Minnesota, but yeah, yeah. an eight-inch Eskimo, <laughs> uh, a Markham M1. All right, good entry-level machine. Yep, uh, an ice tip-up, the Firehouse Arctic Claw. <laughs> All right, haven't seen those before, but a uh, 2B Select Ultimate Nude Rod. Nude rod, nice. The ultimate nude, and then a Fluger Tryon 20. So that's 600 bucks. That'd get you on the ice road. Gets you ice fishing, yeah. Well, what I like about those packages that they put together like that is it makes it easy for non-ice fishing people to buy something for someone that wants to get into ice fishing. Yeah. Or someone that isn't into ice fishing and wants to upgrade their gear, get some new stuff. Uh, it just makes it easy. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 a pretty neat idea. So these are all bundles, so you just buy one thing and you get everything yep. included. For 1000 bucks now, uh, the medium one's a Quick Fish 3. Another hub. Yep. That one looks like it's the eye, so it's an insulated hub. Uh, Eight-inch pistol pistol bit, which is all right, but you can't right. drill a hole by the by itself with a pistol bit. <clears throat> throw your Craftsman drill on there and yeah, try it. Throw out. whatever you want on there. Yeah. Uh, a Markham M5. All right, so that's a five hundred dollar machine. Yep. Uh, another ice ice house uh, firehouse Arctic Claw tip up. A Elliot Wally Perka rod. I've heard those Elliot rods. The, people like those a lot. All right. And then I the think Fluger Tryon. Not uh, bad. So they're advertising that at twelve twenty nine for the retail price. Yeah. Selling it for a thousand bucks. Yeah, that doesn't seem like that seems like a pretty fair deal. Uh the large package, this is kinda cool. For fifteen hundred bucks, a Eskimo Outbreak four fifty. Uh that's a big hub, yeah. looks like. <clears throat> Eight inch ion. All right, that's pretty cool. Getting yeah. your electric. I really high, feel like this big, this big game. Uh, bundle. You really get your money's worth. And then a Markham MX7 GPS. I mean, what are those nine hundred dollars by themselves? I think they're like six hundred bucks. Are they? Yeah, not the lithium one. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Firehouse lighted tip up. Ooh, a two yeah. B Evolution rod. A forty two medium fast. All right. I'd be fine if they got rid of the tip ups in the package and added something else. There you go. And a Fluger <laughs> Triumph. Yeah, like maybe, maybe add some baits. Some baits, yeah, or maybe even like some gloves or a yeah. hat or you know yeah. something like that. Get rid so of that. Tip fifteen hundred bucks there, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, like I said, that's a good way to just get started. Yeah, ice fishing. I think that that's a cool idea to bundle that stuff together. 
the ice auger game. You got your ion R1 and G2. What's the difference between those two? Oh my gosh. Need my X-ray R1 specs and G2. Out. Is one's just newer? Yeah, you get two batteries of the G2. The G2 is lighter. Looks gotcha. like it's so a, is it, it's a light flight version, it, basically. It's the ion version of the striker uh 24 volt uh no it's still it'd be like a 40 volt oh it's still for the light version gotcha <clears throat> 729 bucks for an eight inch Woo. you know it, it seems like a lot but by the time you try to buy a drill and pair that with like a pistol bit or something true you're not yeah. that far off that makes sense but if you already have the drill i mean that's a different story but I if you're like, good if it's like you them, where yeah. you like to just have a drill just to use for ice fishing, you don't use it for anything else. Yeah. Then you're not that far off just to buy something like that. Yeah. And then you can still buy gas ice augers. Look at this. You got Jesus. your Eskimo, your Mako M43, 400 bucks. Yeah, those are on the ice forever. I can't believe they haven't come down <clears> in a little <throat> bit there on price. But it still blows me away. You see on Facebook somebody trying to sell a used ice uh, gas auger for like 300 bucks. Hey, yeah, exactly. Like you ain't selling that. And then new this year looks like the Pro Lithium Strike Master 40 volt light. So they call it a Pro Lithium because it's got a six amp battery. Yeah. With USB ports built in. That's your jam right there. Brett's all yeah, about I like USB. the USB built port. It well. What's nice is you can. Well, you can obviously charge your things off, but you can use it for other stuff. You can take it with you during the summer and go when you exactly. go camping and do there all sorts of stuff. Throw in your backpack. Uh, I like that. You're going to wear that that's what battery I do with my amp, That's what I do with my uh, lithium uh, amped battery is I got a USB port to hook up to it, and I took that hunting to keep my phone charged all day while I was running my OnX apps. There you go. <clears throat> and watching YouTube in the afternoon. <laughs> exactly. Well, because I'd go out there all day. I need something to pass the afternoon. Yep. Makes sense. So that's 649 bucks with for one battery or mm. 849 with two batteries. Gee, those batteries are expensive. That's for the 8-inch version, yeah. Holy crap. Do they sell a 10-inch version of that? Mm, sure they do. They sell a 10-inch for the uh, regular 40-volt, 619 oh. with two batteries. They don't make a 10-inch light flight. They have a chipper drill, a 10-and-a-quarter chipper drill you can buy separate for 130 bucks. I'm starting to wonder what the value of the chipper is anymore, to be honest. I mean, just, it's got to be just dirty ice. Guys in wheelhouses that just want something, I don't know, something dirty. So that's kind of interesting. K drill, we're gonna skip over that. Yeah, there's nothing new on there. Nothing, nothing too new. High tech stuff. Eskimo escape. That's going. Eskimos really bringing their game these days. Uh, last couple of years, I feel like they've really picked I, up I their feel advertising. Like they've stepped it up definitely. Uh, really trying to really compete in the market. And they, I mean, I've always thought they've got great products. But then obviously, I run a Sierra Thermal, and I'm thinking. Once I'm ready to actually buy an ice suit, I'll probably buy the Eskimo, whatever Ooh. the suit is. The full flannel suit? Yeah. <laughs> I like the look, man. I like that look. You got to have the full flannel. Yeah. I, like I grew up watching Red Green. <laughs> uh, over on the Otter side for shelters, I thought this kind of interesting. Just price pricing-wise, I mean, these are probably good prices. Just Inflation's gone up them, a man. lot. So the, the yeah. Pro uh, XT Pro Crossover Lodge is 1100 bucks now. What was it before? Do you have any thoughts? I was thinking it was like eight ninety nine. I don't retail. follow them that close just because I already got a shelter. And then the uh, regular otter uh, crossover nine thirty four. Hmm. Dang. Yeah, having those side doors though would be handy. I don't. I haven't. I haven't fished out of one yet. 
Oh, that's what I was looking at. Your otter ice case too, the ProTech rod case. My God, that case is ridiculously <laughs> expensive. So, so that's the. Uh, I don't know. It says it's the pinnacle of protection for your ice fishing combos. Better. Well, <clears throat> when you get to the ice fishing rods, once you see how expensive those things are, the custom ones. I mean, no, maybe, I get it. Maybe yeah. it's worth spending two hundred fifty dollars on get an something ice rod that's gonna case. actually, yeah, keep. It. If you're gonna be spending, if you're nice. gonna be keeping a thousand dollars worth of rods in your case, you just will do it now. I'm not going to be putting all my schoolies in that thing by no means. The bucket does just fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so the the 40-inch rod case, 180 bucks. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. The deep rod case, 230 bucks, And then you got your 48-deep rod case, 270 bucks. Yee. Woo. That's getting up there, definitely. Got to pay to play with your uh, well, you don't big rods. Buy. You don't necessarily need something like that, but that is... The Mac Daddy. Running through a bunch of ice rods. Combos. Shimano stuff. Tuned up custom. Yeah. Yep. The usual Okuma. <clears throat> I do. I mean, I'm I'm on board with the Okuma stuff. Yeah, they seem to do pretty well. Yeah. I'm I'm a fan. That's yeah. usually what I'm I like running. their same R. I mean, I run them open water, but I like that same R. And ice. It works great Well, ice. I don't run them on ice, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, for the money, for a $40 rod. Yeah, that's for real. Go. For real, yeah, yep. Um, what else do we have here? Coming up on ice well, Mister Heater stuff. What do you think of the Buddy Flex? Have you seen that? I haven't ever <clears throat> been around one in real life yet, so I don't know. So f- I I like the idea of being able to cook on top. It looks pretty big. So you have this cooker attachment that you can hook to it. So sure. you like undo the heater part. Yep. But you can't heat while you cook. It's separate. Oh, really? Oh, well. So it's two separate sucks. things, but I think you can only use one at a time. Uh, so. I, I I like the cooker that you have. I yeah. think a lot the Walmart attachment. Uh oh, yeah. Buckshot spoons, Acme, all your typical baits. Uh, this was shoot. I think the yeah the clam baits, the clam pro tackle, the Tika minnow, the ribbon leech flutter spoon. Is going to be... Let me see that <clears> thing. <throat> what do you think of that? Uh, it just looks like a regular flutter spoon. Of some sort <laughs> to me, but what's it made of? But it's in cool Tungsten, colors. probably? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, don't I don't know if you get many tungsten spoons. But. I don't think so. Uh, what's that? That The the deal above there. The... Uh, silky trailer? The silky. I think those... I like those. I think those look good. So is that like a plastic? Yeah, it's got plastic ball, and then it's got like silky... Threads ball coming off. Silky hair. <laughs> yeah, silky hair is coming off the sides, but uh, looks a little bit like a mustache. Interesting. Uh, but I think I like those. I like that's a nice something to add to add a little bulk to your uh, presentation. And then the Tika minnow. Yeah. Some knives. Oh, here you go. Here's your flannel. Yep. Eskimo flannel. Yep. No, they don't have it in suit form. <clears throat> Dang, the legend suit, five hundred bucks. Who's le- what's legend? Oh, is that the Eskimo, Eskimo version? Yep. There's some cheaper ones. That's not too bad. There's your clam ice armor stuff. Strikers got some new patterns out. I don't know if they've really changed a whole lot otherwise. No. Looks There's good. not a lot really new hitting the market not this year. Not a ton of like innovative stuff. No. Strike Master. Not like it has been in the past <clears throat> couple years here recently. Boots. Oh, batteries. So, yeah, that's kind of interesting. 
So they're selling their, your amped outdoors batteries. The uh, the one I got is the tall battery. Yep. So not the not the wide battery. So the tall one, hundred ninety bucks. Yep. Okay. So speaking of batteries, this is not on the Reeds deal, but you see Dewalt's coming out with a new battery. Mm-hmm. The Power Stack. Yeah, I'm I don't kinda, know much about it. I'm kind of amped up, pumped up about that. Actually, I was watching some videos on it. Uh, so instead of going with the round cells, yeah, they're flat <clears throat> cells that have larger contact points, so they can get more power out of them. Oh, okay. Immediate, like they can have more instant power coming out of them. Sweet. Even like putting them in the regular drills, you got more power, more speed out of them than running the old batteries. Interesting. And they're smaller. Okay. And lighter. <laughs> so I think win, win, win. Man, yeah. Uh, Are you gonna be upgrading the old five amp hour batteries? Yeah. You are. If if they're Brett not is gonna buy a not, power stack battery. If that power stack battery is not three hundred dollars for a one, uh I probably will. Cause then it'll be super handy to take out on ice fishing. Uh then I get the deal with the USBs, I can start using it for other stuff, take it camping. There you go. Um So what kind of like amp hour are we talking on these? Do you know? No. They don't. they probably don't advertise it. I haven't seen I haven't seen any of them actually for sale yet. All I've seen is some demos. I stuff. would be very impressed if you got one. Well, I was looking at the Flexvolt stuff there for a while, but I was like, you know what? I don't even need that much power, and they're huge batteries. Yes, they are. Yeah. The 5-volt or the 5-amp power stuff that I've got, two batteries that i got work, I rarely kill them unless I'm doing a heck of a project like building that deck. You only have two batteries. Yeah. <laughs> That's impressive. I don't. I mean, even ice fishing, I rarely kill the one battery. Yeah, and then you always are with me, and I have like a well, yeah, because we're usually like fishing five batteries. Your, yeah, we're usually running yours and your oh my gosh flexible battery. I probably have twelve Dewalt batteries, at least, all over the place. Yeah, like, that's why you need. Get I some, probably can't even find them all right. That way, now. you need to get some power stack batteries. Man, dang! So I am kind of jazzed about that. Uh, the thought of using those mm-hmm. to power stuff uh, instead of buying a designated battery. Although I did buy this amped outdoors battery, but. So what's cool about the Amped Outdoors, I thought, was just the amount of life you can get out of it. Yep. They last a long time, but you can also recharge them a ton. Yep. Like way more than a DeWalt battery. Yep. Well, and I'll, I mean, I'll use mine open water and stuff too. So, yeah. I mean, it's just always going to be in use. So there wasn't, I didn't see any need to try to convert more DeWalt batteries into it. When those yeah. bat- DeWalt batteries, frankly, are kind of expensive anyways. Yep. Versus just buying an Amped Out or Norsic battery. But yep. you can't buy many of those i was even looking in when was i when did i buy that october and half the batteries i was looking at buying were already sold out yeah crazy i was like my god man people haven't even really gotten into the ice season kick yet that's no. what's gonna be interesting about well this the year. norsk ones are all sold out through the hummingbird ice bundles and stuff now. that was a genius move on hummingbirds part <clears throat> just wrapping up the market on that just locking it down it'll be interesting uh if we run into anybody on ice that has the the you new wanna- they had Mega a couple imaging. at uh, Sportsman's, I think. The Mega Imaging? No. Or not, you know, Mega Live. Sorry, yeah, Mega Live. Yeah, I I don't know. That video I sent you the other day, the comparison of it. I didn't get I don't a know chance to look at It'd it. It'd be interesting to see it on ice, because I don't know if anybody really has done a lot on ice yeah. yet. I think I I like the concept of the, the 360, Hummingbird 360 on ice. Yep. You can't fish under it, but, heck, that would help you. Really hone in Just on where fish are at, find them, yeah, and really get a good visual of what the structure looks like that you're fishing. Um, I think that I like that thought of it. <clears throat> it looks like Markham dropped the the uh, LX6. They just have the LX7. 
Well, that makes sense. Damn. I don't know. I'm concerned about Markham's viability in <laughs> surviving the next several years. The lithium shuttle is back to where it should be, 200 bucks. Yeah, the lithium shuttle is what is, I feel like that's all Markham is selling these days. They got some other stuff, but, ooh, they got their batteries. These batteries, I don't know. Well, what about those cameras that they sell? Oh, yeah, the Pursuit the HD. Recon. 500 bucks for the Pursuit HD. Yeah, the Recon's still 370 bucks. Gee. I do like their, that shuttle, is that was a good idea. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the Mega 360, oh, the Mega Live Bundle. Here you go. That's what you want. Yep. You hummingbird guys. 3000 bucks. An Ice Helix 9 Mega Side Imaging Plus G4N. Oh, my God. And the Ice Shuttle, a li- Mega Live Transducer, plus the Ice Shaft. Yeah. <laughs> Dual Spectrum Chirp Ice Transducer. Oh, okay. So you do get a regular transducer. Yeah. That's cool. And then a 20-amp Norsk battery and charger. Dang. For three grand? Three grand. Yep. Yeah. Really getting after it with that bad boy. I'm yeah. glad that I'm glad. I am really glad to see that they're start, everything's starting to come with lithium batteries rather than trying to pack those big old ass lead acid oh, yeah. batteries. I don't know what I'm going to do with that 12-amp hour lead acid battery that I got. That thing weighs like 15 pounds. I'll probably just throw it away. Yeah, then you're kind of, it's basically just out, outdated at that point. Oh, it's so dang heavy. Maybe I'll use it to power some lights in my shack or something. <clears throat> for all you other Humminbird guys not wanting the, the live imaging, 1000 bucks for the Ice Helix Chirp all see that, season. See, there's the deal. You know, now the, the, the Mega Live imaging hmm. package is very expensive. But mm-hmm. when you're already looking at buying a new rig for 1000 bucks, you're looking at buying just plain old flashers for six five or six hundred dollars yeah six hundred bucks i mean that advancement in technology for frankly like the panoptics that i got for fifteen hundred dollars just doesn't seem like that crazy of amount of money yeah well and like I said if you're doing all season like what we do yeah it really helps you get a lot of value faster. on that yeah. if you can get it over on your boat yeah back and forth now that's not to say that i mean 10 years from like if if i was back in my 20s still Early twenties. I mean, I'd still be Facebooking it for a just a flasher and to start with, and just oh, yeah. still get you way better than anything. You I mean you don't have to go crazy on the tech. Uh, you could still run the the LX6, the FL18, <clears throat> four hundred dollars. Yeah, I I just think that's crazy. It, I, for as old as that technology is on some of those things, I still yeah, it's crazy how much that stuff still costs. The FL8 is two hundred ninety. I feel like the FL8 should be like fifty bucks. I mean, it's it's a proven unit. I get that, but there's a lot of used ones out there too. If you're yeah. looking to get into it a little bit cheaper, custom bundles, and then <clears throat> the old live scope bundle. So this this is pretty cool. That what Reeds does for for twenty seven ninety nine. Okay, they do their own live scope all season bundle. Yep. So you get your choice of a twenty amp Norsk battery or a thirty amp amped outdoors battery. A summer boat kit, so you get your transducer, power cable, cradle. That I do like that out of it. That deal. That's Literally, just deal. take it out of your ice bundle, Go slap right the, the Garmin, boat. your nine-inch Garmin, over in your boat. Yep, which is cool. It doesn't come with a mount for the boat, though. For the that, live scope, yes. though. Yeah, it does for the live scope. Oh, not for the boat live scope. Yeah, but no. But you could you could dangle it over the side with the pole. Just hold <laughs> it. It ain't that easy. I tried. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of tough to hold that pole straight. Line her up. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if you're moving a little bit. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. 
But yeah, let us know what you guys are getting this year. I'd like to hear if yeah, there's some gear. other uh, new gear that's out there that we don't know about yet. That's pretty cool. Or anything if you're just upgrading your setup. Let us know. Shoot us some pictures. Uh, yeah, we like to see new stuff. Yep. Or the, if you're into the, like the trip, trick your trap sort of stuff, if you come up with any yeah. uh, innovative ideas on how you put your, your uh, shack together, uh, I think like there's some cool stuff out there that I've seen. And, yeah. Um, <clears throat> what was that? That North Metro uh, ice fishing deal you sent me. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, Having a, it's just about ice fishing uh, shelter modifications. Yeah, so. there were some pretty cool mods that yep. had been done out there. Uh, I did get the uh, shelter out yesterday and got it all set up, tested out. Okay, our storage tips worked. Didn't have any, you know, mouse holes or, yeah. you know, random stuff. So uh, it's in good shape. The other thing with that too, the windows are clear. Still clear. So what was that go for people that didn't listen? So last year, found a little hot tip on using Meguiar's Plastics. Um, it's like a automotive headlight restorer, like plastic trim restorer, basically, on your outer windows, like your shelter windows. Any windows, yeah. Doesn't clear plastic yeah. windows. Because uh, mine are all fogged over. They looked like they, they were, were yellowed. Hazed, bit, yellowed, yeah. scratched up. I don't know what you call it. Yep. Uh, hard to see through. And so use some of that on there, and it took them just freaking clean. They were sharp. Nice. Uh, and I wasn't sure how that was going to hold up over the summer. It held up really well. Still clear. Yeah. Like, they're not they're not as clear. Like, you can still tell they're not. It's not as it was. A little haze. But still at the same time, like, it, it's great. You don't have to do it every year by any means. No, but you, you could do it again if you wanted to. Yeah. But for the money, it was like, I don't know, five or six bucks for that huge bottle and he used like last year a quarter size you know little dollop of it yeah yeah it'll last you forever so so yeah if you have some window hazing problems you'll be able to see out that was our hot tip last year and it actually held up because i wasn't sure i was like well sitting in the heat all summer you know you think the heat is what makes it i don't know glaze over like they claim it's the same stuff they put on like convertible car windows okay to make make those out of and those hold up pretty well so i don't know well i'm just curious what makes them yellow over like that in the first place or haze up i don't know cooking too many hamburgers inside the shack probably there you know. there was a lot of canola built up on those yeah <laughs> eating all, yeah eating all them freaking cheeseburgers yep <laughs> cool awesome yeah i think that's about all i got for you ben yeah that sounds good well we'll give it a wrap for today and uh catch you guys back on the next episode like i said we'll be chatting every week throughout the ice season and bringing you guys new content Try and keep it up to date. So we record, you know, today we're recording on a Monday and we'll drop the episode on a Sunday. So yep. we're keeping it relevant for you guys. We'll uh, get out on the ice as soon as we get some here. We'll be the first in line yeah. stepping yeah. out with their spud bars on it. There you go. Testing out. So awesome. Well, we'll catch you guys next time on the Short Rod Show. Mm-hmm.